I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. The show is brought to you by my company, Body Shop Performance. We create total solutions to optimize your health by focusing on sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. We work with busy professionals on a one-to-one basis for six or 12 months using the latest science and technology. And Body Shop also work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality and performance and position well-being as a competitive advantage. Find out more at bodyshopperformance.com and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Remove the Guesswork podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Spencer, and I'm aware that you've heard a lot of my voice recently with the Insights episode every Saturday and the last couple of episodes have been solo episodes. And that is in large because I have spent most of September away doing something and I haven't had a great deal of time to interview people. So apologies, it's me again, but I do think you're going to enjoy this episode. I'm really going to enjoy recording it. I thought a great deal about what to put into this and it comes at quite a pivotal and important point in life, really, when I've had some realizations and reformulated what it is that I want to be doing going forward. And I thought it'd be interesting to share this with you. And I promise I've got a real cracker of an interview for you next week, and we'll get back on track with the interview episodes. In fact, the person I'm interviewing next week has inspired some of what I'm about to tell you. So I won't jump ahead and give you too much information about her, but they are connected. The episodes are linked. What I wanted to talk about today is the very essence of well-being. This is something that I talk about a great deal in all of my work. So for anyone that doesn't know, I run a business called Body Shop Performance Limited. And our purpose, if you like, is to empower you to prolong your health span through personalized health, fitness and nutrition. So it's to empower you to prolong your health span via personalized health, fitness, and nutrition. Health span, as I've mentioned on last week's episode, Insights episode, living a long, healthy life rather than just a long life. But that is the purpose of the business. What we do very briefly is we primarily work with companies of around a team of 500 or less, and we help them to create a culture of energy, vitality, and performance by really underpinning well-being as a competitive advantage. So we will work with the HR team to an audit and find out what's going on in the business. What are the issues? Where's the existing time and money that's being invested working? What are the gaps? Where should they invest further time and money from a well-being perspective? We work with the leaders on what's called a Six Signals Health MOT. So we do some testing, we do some coaching using the latest science and technology to improve the health of the leaders, because ultimately that will improve the health of the business. And then we also offer workshops focusing on sleep, on mental health, on energy, or we wrap all of that up into a health optimization workshop. And we also work with individuals on a one-to-one basis over three, six, or 12 months, focusing on what we call the six signals methodology, which is going to be relevant to this conversation as well. For anyone that doesn't know, those six signals are sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. So we believe in a, in a holistic or an interconnected health model. And again, we do some testing using some tech and using some of the latest science to really cut through all the guesswork and get to the heart of what's going on for an individual so we can get better results, quicker results, and ultimately transform the well-being of that individual. So that's what the business does. 
I've been full-time on that business. I left the city eight years ago. For anyone who's read my book, Rise and Shine, Recover from Burnout and Get Back to Your Best, will know there's a whole chapter on my story and I'll link to that book. Do check that out if you're interested in finding out more about my story. And for the last eight years or seven and a half years, really, I focused on primarily personal training initially, and then the business transformed into the kind of the business that I've just outlined to you. So it's been a bit of a journey and an evolution. In that time, I've learned a huge amount about health and well-being. My own health and well-being has transformed radically from essentially somebody who was two and a half stone heavier, deeply unfulfilled lacking authenticity in everything they did and the way they looked and where they spoke the whole lot, drinking alcoholically. So anything between a bottle and half or three bottles of wine a day for a consistent, very, very consistent basis. So complete transformation to someone that's, that's lost that weight, focuses very much on health and well-being, got a very clear purpose, clear set of values, teetotal for the last seven and a half years, a real transformation. But I've thought even further about what well-being really means to me. Because I think it's a term that's used a great deal. I certainly hear businesses talking about well-being a lot. And then when you really drill down into what they're doing, it's not much. It's a bit toothless. It's jumping on the kind of, it's okay to talk. It's promote mental health at work. But what does that really mean? Because you haven't got a culture where it's okay to talk about anything here. Certainly not in a positive sense. And it's a term that we're all kind of getting on the, the bandwagon with. You know, let's focus on well-being. Let's talk about well-being, well-being solutions. And I think fundamentally, the key components of well-being from my perspective are the fundamentals of health, which are the six signals. So again, sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, fitness, but also freedom. Not in a, you know, where none of us are enslaved, certainly, certainly not literally. I mean, perhaps from a metaphorical point of view, a lot of people feel enslaved in their jobs and that's something I'll come back to. But largely, you know, freedom is a really important aspect of well-being and linked to that, very closely linked to that, but even more important, I think, or more specifically is autonomy, which is something that I've also spoken about. And autonomy for me is absolutely the most important thing for well-being. This is what I've really drilled it down to. So I'm going to come back onto that point. But to finish off the key components of well-being, values, having really clear values that you live by. What do you stand for? What's important to you? What are you going to put your time and effort into promoting? What kind of behaviors do you want to role model for other people? Whether you're a leader or a godparent or a business owner, whatever you might be, a parent, having a really clear set of values, I think is absolutely vital. So my values are to live truthfully, live considerately and suck the marrow out of life, which is a direct quote from Thoreau, the poet. So to live truthfully, considerately and suck all the marrow out of life. Beyond that, things that are important to me are the environment, animals, animal welfare, health, and you know, kind of linked with that is, is my purpose and the purpose of the business, which is prolonging health span through the use of personalized health, fitness, and nutrition. All of those kind of things are important to me. So health, animal welfare, nature, the environment, living truthfully, living considerately, they're all kind of values are all interlinked in, in many ways. And I'm really clear on those values. I also do some volunteering work for a charity called Diversity Role Models to combat homophobic, biphobic and transphobic bullying in schools. So that's an important thing for me. And I really stand by that. I won't be a bystander and I'm going to do something really positive to try and change the lives of LGBT plus kids in schools and change the lives of those who don't identify as LGBT plus as well. Because using that language and bullying can cause you lots of problems further down the line. You know, I, I used to bully, if I'm being honest, I used to bully when I was at secondary school. 
not a huge amount, but does that make any difference? I did it. And I feel deeply ashamed about that. Does it sit with me every day? No, it doesn't. But is it something, you know, if you said to me, name something you're ashamed of in your life, it would come to me very quickly. And I'm giving the kids who use homophobic language an opportunity to rethink that at a young age before they get older. So I think all of that, that kind of work is really important. And the the charity Diversity Role Models does some really excellent work. All of those things to me are well-being. It isn't just about getting a lot of sleep or feeling that you can talk about your mental health or have a duvet day at work. It's all of those things. So I want to broaden the discussion around well-being in relation to that. And it, it's really got me thinking about my own goals and what I'm aiming for, particularly with business. I've had a real epiphany. Some of this has come about because, as many of you will know, I recently did the Bear Grylls five-day extreme survival course. While I was up there in Scotland, I met the three instructors there, Nick, Martin, and Anna. And they were really interesting people. One in particular has seemed to really make a living out of adventure. And I, so for some reason, it never occurred to me you could do that. From a very young age, I've emulated my father, who was an entrepreneur who run businesses. And I've always thought that's the path I would follow. Initially, imagining I'd run a very big business in a powerful position. And slowly but steadily, that's kind of changed And it's only very recently that I've realized, actually, I don't want to run a performance business, as it's called. I don't want potentially shareholders to be accountable to. I don't want large teams of people to manage. I don't want the managerial headaches that come with it. I don't want to feel I have to be present in an office and all that kind of stuff. But even more recently, I've just completely revised that. And actually, what I want is a business that enables a lifestyle for me. And I don't want any of the headaches of a large organization or a small, lean business with with high revenue per person, which really allows me to have the autonomy, which is the most valued part of, of well-being for me. And it's taken quite a bit to get to that because you're, you're bashing down years of really ingrained expectations that you've had for yourself. No one else has had them for me, for myself and what I thought I'd be doing. And I found it very empowering and freeing to accept that actually this is what I want to be doing. And I've just seen somebody, uh, three people who basically her career is all about adventure. It's going up and down the country on public transport in a camper van and working on Bear Grylls, survival academies, corporate days, doing their own gigs, spending their time on mountains and just having what looks to be an amazing time. Now, I'm sure it's not always amazing when the weather's really shit. <laughs> you're, you're probably wishing you were in an office just for half an hour, but I didn't really think that you could have a lifestyle like that that made you money. I don't know why. I just didn't. So seeing that has really inspired me to rethink what it is that I'm doing. And I've spoken to my partner and business partner, Antonia, about this. And she's always kind of been there. I've just kind of moved over to her level and said, yeah, let's run a business that's all about this. And she's like, "Uh uh-huh, I've been waiting for that. So this is all linked with well-being, obviously, because the sooner you can kind of get into a place where you're doing what you really want to be doing, living a life that's full of adventure, but having a business that can support that, but that you're not a slave to, or a job that can support that you're not a slave to, is I think so vital. So from a business perspective, Body Shop will always be my number one priority. That is the way that Antonio and I both make a living. That always will be the number one priority. But I'm going to do some other stuff as well. So this is what I've been thinking. I'm I'm going to, at the encouragement of one of the other Bear Grylls instructors, train next year in April and likelihood to become a Bear Grylls survival instructor. Now, there'll be a lot of work to do for that because I don't really have, you know, I learned the skills only this only last month. 
in early September. So there'll be quite a bit of, of training. There is a training course, of course, that they put you through. And then I would think some additional schooling and training and practice that I'll need to do. But that's one thing I'm going to do. Now, I don't know how many actual weekends or trips I'll do. It may just be three or four a year. I know that there's a new academy that's opened up for kids in Dorset, which is where I'm from. So that seems like a really great thing to do. I love spending time with kids and being a good role model and encouraging them to learn as well and be outdoors and really connect with nature. All of that stuff that's so important to me and I think to any of us with well-being. So that's one thing I'm going to be doing. I look after my godchildren one day a week, and that's something I'll always do for as long as we're in the same area, which I hope is a long time. That is such a rewarding thing to do. They're great kids. They're six and four, nearly six and five. Great kids, really rewarding to spend time with them and and to be a good role model for them as well. I also do a lot of speaking. I'm represented by Speakers Corner, the agency. I do work with Vistage, who's the network of CEOs. I'm a TEDx speaker as well. So I frequently talk to audiences of different sizes several times a month. So that's something else I want to make a big play on that is linked to business, but it's primarily about about spreading a message, you know, whether that message is around how to prolong your health span, how to personalize your health, fitness and nutrition to improve well-being, or whether it's about focusing more on sleep or broader messages that I speak about, like how to create that culture of energy, vitality and performance in your business how to improve the health of your leaders, to improve the health of your business, all of these kind of messages. And my TEDx talk actually seems to come up in relevance time and time again. It was called Why Fitness is More Important Than Weight. It's been viewed about 40,000 times on YouTube so far and, and increasing quite quickly. And that, I think, is a very important message for people to hear. So that's something I'd like. I'd like to take that talk out on the road uh, more often and also take it out potentially to schools and go and speak to schools about some of the adventure stuff that we've done recently. I mean, this year, you know, I'm, I'm noticing it slightly in terms of how often I've been out of the business, but we've done the, the Arctic Circle Race, which is the world's toughest ski race. We've done the Scotland Coast to Coast Challenge, which is east to west of Scotland via predominantly bike, but also on foot and by kayak. I've done the Bear Grylls Five Day Survival Academy, which is actually a week once you get up there and come back. So it's been quite a busy year of some really exciting stuff. And I've put some of that into talks as well. And the idea is to take some of that free of charge out to schools and tell kids all about this, this fun adventure we've just done. And we've got some wicked pictures of the Arctic Circle Race that kids really like engaging with. So that's my plan. I don't just want to be all about business. Body shot, as I've said, and I'll say it again, will always be my number one priority. But I want to have more of a blended a career, I suppose. I want to be doing different things because one of the other things that I really love and value with relation to well-being is variety. I have quite a fast brain. I like a fast pace of life. I'm not saying it's a big brain. I'm fiercely intelligent, but it is fast. I like to move quickly. I get things quickly and I like to physically be on the move. So having a blended lifestyle works really well for me. I want to make that even more blended and even more fast paced, if you like. Uh, not going against all the other principles I talk about, about balancing recovery, of course. But I think the idea of doing something like Bear Grylls, which is very outdoors and quite gritty at times, you know, you're standing out in the cold, showing someone how to tie knots, or you're teaching astronaut navigation at 10 at night in the cloud and the rain. It seems like it's quite a, a tough gig, but a really fun and rewarding gig. All of that kind of stuff is is where I see myself going. And Some of this has also been inspired from a book I read recently by Johan Hari. And I'm conscious I've talked about this in a few episodes now, but it really has had quite an impact on me. And the book is called Lost Connections. And again, I will link to that in the show notes as well. Cracking book. In that, Hari talks about some of the causes of depression and mental health conditions that are similar. And he argues that it is not 
necessarily a chemical thing, a brain chemistry related thing, although there is an element of that. And it's not genetic either, although there is an element of that. But it's more about how we've become disconnected from, for example, purpose, from meaningful work, from nature, from ourselves, from a sense of values. And I really believe that to be true. I think that probably is a leading cause of why we are starting to feel depressed, stressed, run down, and ultimately burnt out. And I know something that's very important. I'm sorry if this sounds like it's it's all kind of all about me, but I'm sort of pouring out my thoughts really in the hope that it can help you have a similar evaluation of self, I suppose, and, and what you're doing. Nature is such an important thing for me to be connected with nature. And I realized that for a great part of my life, I just became very disconnected from that and lots of other things and from self. I'd say probably most of my working life was very disconnected from who I really am. So this this sort of life of, of greater adventure that I'm looking to have, or just to make some of these changes and add some skills and some some different aspects to my professional life can also connect me more to nature. I guess I'm reconnected to it, but get into nature more because that again is a fundamental part of my well-being. And I'd really urge you at this point to think about what it is that contributes to your well-being, what it really is. Yes, if you got more sleep and you ate better food, not dismissing all of that stuff, but it's not the main point of this conversation. But what is it really that lights you up, that you want to be doing, that you enjoy as part of your life, that you know gives you that feeling of I'm in the right place here. This is exactly what I am supposed to be doing. Take some time to think about that. And it's really quite very, very empowering and inspiring when you get to that point and you can start putting some of that into practice. Even if it takes you years, have a plan to get out from this one thing you're doing and get closer towards this other thing that you really want to be doing. And thinking about nature, I was watching a TV program yesterday with Kate Humble on BBC. I can't remember what it's called, but she's basically going round to farms and just just having a look at how how the, the farms are run she's going about in wales and looking at various different things and talking to people you know farriers for example and a rescue team that go into holes and caves to rescue people anyway one of the places she went to was a farm where they were rebuilding this archaeological site as a place that people can come and volunteer and then come and visit and they also have a farm where you can volunteer your time and stay on the farm itself. So you're working for free, but you're learning new skills and being in that beautiful environment in South Wales. So I've actually taken the details down and I would love to spend a week next year volunteering at the farm. I'd love it even more if I could take one of my God kids, but I suspect they'll be too young at this stage. So that's something else that I want to get to do next year. And I want the business to allow me to do that. So we've got things set up so that I can go off and do that for a week, keep an eye on things maybe, or maybe not, maybe not take my phone or turn my phone on, but a business that allows me to do that. So the other thing I'd love to do is, is what we're planning to do actually, is Antonio and I are going to take the dog Cammy up on the sleeper train to Scotland, hire a camper van and go around there for a week in August and stay in various different places, just drive about, take the dog on long hikes, move the van wherever we can, and just maybe do that for a week or two, because August is a really quiet time for us. Um, there's a great company, I think it's called Much Better Adventures, but I will check that and certainly post a link in the show notes to Much Better Adventures. That's, that's what they're called. And they do these really wicked looking trips and the whole basis of it is it's unique, it's different, and it never requires more than a couple of days off work. So they'll, they'll say, right, it's a weekend of kayaking and hiking and X, Y, Z, one and a half days off work. 
And it just it looks really cool and really well priced as well. So that's another thing I'd love to do, particularly with Adam, who's my oldest friend that I did the Bear Grylls experience with. So there's lots of plans. The first thing that I've got to do is just make some of the the tweaks to the business and certainly get right back involved, having been out for lots of time in September, into the business and move all the opportunities on, make sure that we're in a good place so that I can have this lifestyle that can contribute to this this great sense of well-being that I have and want to continue to have. And it's going to be doing more of these things. I'm really clear on that and I'm really clear now on, on what I want the business to be, how I want it to serve me rather than the other way around. And I'm really comfortable with all of that, most importantly. You know, there isn't that kind of, yeah, but you wanted to build a business that's sellable. Maybe it will be, but I don't want to obsess about that. It depends what kind of business you want to build and what your objective is. But I'm not that bothered about the metrics and it's important to have goals, but I'm now clearer on what the purpose of the business is and specifically for how it's going to serve me as the principal director. The last thing I wanted to touch on as well, which has been really important for my well-being, is just re-evaluating how I interact with the world from another perspective, which is advertising, marketing, the media in general. I find it so depressing when I get off a plane and walk through duty-free. To You know, you have to walk through it to get to the uh, departure gates. You have to walk through it to get to arrival lounge. You're constantly being bombarded with ads, with carcinogenic perfumes, with cigarettes and alcohol, and they're just desperately trying to get you to spend your money on this junk. I was driving down the road the other day on a busy road that had met a couple of signs advertising it was a traffic hotspot, an accident hotspot, sorry. And yet, a roadside, there are banners or vans parked in the field advertising shit. I just think this is crazy, you know. We're in such a world of consumerism where we're constantly bombarded with ads everywhere we go. We're constantly told we need to buy stuff or we won't be sexually attractive or we won't be employable or we won't be happy. I think all of that is nonsense. I'm scaling back my lifestyle in all regards, literally in all regards, certainly in the things that I'm consuming. I'm focusing on doing things, on experiences, both alone and shared, on looking at how I engage with the world differently, on connecting with myself, with the things that are important to me, with other people differently. And I think that's so crucial for well-being as well. I think we've become very, very lost about what's really important to us. That's quite a big, big subject. I'd love to get someone on the podcast actually to really talk that through with me because I think it would be a fascinating discussion. And Johan Hari does touch on that in the book Lost Connections as well. So I'm going to leave it there. Like I say, there'll be an interview episode for the next few weeks and next week's will be related to this conversation. So look out for that. It's going to be a really cracking episode. If any of this has touched you or inspired you, which I really hope it has, then let me know. I'd love to talk it through with you. I'd love to hear what you think. Share this episode with anyone you could think of who could benefit from it as well. And that's probably the greatest compliment you can pay to us for putting all this content out for nothing is just share it with the people that really need to hear it. That would be amazing. I will link to everything I've spoken about in the show notes. I'll also put contact details in for me, but my email is leanne, L-E-A-N-N-E, at bodyshotperformance.com. And finally, thanks very much for listening. Thanks for bearing with me while we have three solo episodes on the bounce. Normal service resumes next week. Have an amazing week and thanks for listening. Interested in finding out what your health IQ is? Jump on our website, www.bodyshotperformance.com and click on Take the Test. 
It'll take you through to a short two to three minute test. And at the end of that, you'll get a scorecard and a free 39 page report based on our six signals, sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please think of someone who could really benefit from the content and hit that share button and send it across to them. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you very much for listening.